NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude, Bet US. Ah, oh, look at that. Getting that love right there. Go to WileyWins.com right now, right now, and sign up and get your 125% sign-up bonus. Why? We about to compete. Today's the day. First day we gonna compete. Y'all see it at the bottom right there. It is Wiley Wednesday. Ah. So we about to go at it right now. Just go get NFL Week 7. Look at all the matchups starting tomorrow and pick your winners. Go to WileyWins.com and submit those. But you're going to see who I got going into this week. And if you beat me this week, I'm going to hook you up. But you ain't going to beat me, so you just do it for fun. <laughs> and put a little coin on it right there because you ain't going to beat me. I picked all the winners. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we start off every show with, what's up with that dude? Well, yesterday after the show, I went to my spot. You know the spot I can't name because then y'all all going to show up. Even if y'all don't show up, I don't want everybody to put it on blast. But it's my spot. We had a good lunch meeting with Whittier Trust. So randomly, I went to the UCLA-Washington State game a week or two ago. Um, shout out to Martin, who looked out for me, the AD there. You guys know my Chip Kelly story of him recruiting me to go to Columbia. So a lot of love for UCLA. Plus, I was going to go there out of high school. It just was a little too close. My homies were too hype. I like, I can't go to UCLA. Need to go away and grow up. So um, randomly, the suite next to us is... a. Uh, a company called Whittier Trust. Have you ever heard of them? I didn't at the time. Turns out they manage over 20 billion, that's what it be, y'all, <laughs> dollars of other people's money. You know, wealth management. All right. Family trusts, family offices, got all that, got all that. But two billion of it is in philanthropy. Oh, you've got my attention. So we talked about uh, our future together in partnership with Project Transition going forward. And there's some pickleball players there. So that was a great lunch meeting. After that, I had a call with the Danny Werfel. Yes, my guy, Heisman Trophy winner himself. Shout out to him, who uh, has a huge national award every year given out to the player who does the most in the community, great community service award, Danny Werfel Award, right? Great play on the field, but greater service in the community. He asked me to be on his national committee, and I accepted. <laughs> I was like, what? This is an honor. Danny Werfel, first of all, we came out the same year, so that's crazy, right? And, you know, you coming out and the dude wins the Heisman, you just looking at him like, if you at the Combines or wherever you at, the East-West game, you're like, Oh, that's Danny Warfare. That's the dude that won the Heisman, right? All that stuff. Love to him, man. He's such a great soul, great dude. But uh, it's an honor to be on his committee. And kind of crazy how that guy, when I'm at Columbia, I'm watching him at Florida tilting and killing it. I'm like, damn. One day I hope, one day I hope. And now look at this. Uh, brothers for the same cause. Love for that. After that, had a call with John Brinkus. Y'all know who that is? Y'all know John Brinkus? You see that Brinks TV or somewhere right there? Yeah, yeah. Yes, John Brink is our founder of Brinks TV, my partner in Brinks TV. Uh, we had a great team call. 
Uh, we got a lot of exciting news to announce. Uh, big investments in Brinks, our valuation continuing to rise and all the good things coming our way and all the good things that's going to be in programming for you guys. So that was a good call. Uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to show y'all my muscles. I'm going to take my shirt off again and do this dance because <laughs> we got some stuff to share with you guys. So exciting. The bet that I made, the bet that I placed on not only this company, uh, but myself is paying off so excited for that other than that <clears throat> you can hear it a little bit in here you know me last night i had to take a little step out on the town had to show some love for my boy jamil harwick man that dude is a great dude um he's just a man dog he always around uh his little son heart is a beast in basketball comes over here and schools up mj sometime i'm like dang where this boy get the handle from uh sick nah just just been my dog for forever um, and a lot of people know him. They know his brother, Amari Hardwick, who was Ghost, uh, member from Power, all that stuff. But just family, friends, man. We neighbors, too. So shout out to him. Went to his birthday party yesterday. Great time. Saw a lot of old, familiar faces. All right, y'all. Y'all know this show is powered by you, and it's powered by ProjectTransition.org. Go there right now, and you will receive this book. I send it to you right now. All you got to do is leave a recurring donation right there. Or just leave your email, be a part of our team as we are out on a mission to help these kids discover their inner power and then amplify it for the world to see. Basically, you got to be greater than your greatest excuse. And that's our mission right there to make sure we unlock the potential of all. So we're on that mission together, y'all. And I want you to be a part of the team, as many of you guys are. Shout out to all the families. I saw the Lorenzen family. Uh, I saw the Vinci's. All you guys continue to support this foundation. I want to say your name tomorrow, so make sure you guys log in. All right, let's get into this first topic right here. Because uh, Michael Cooper, Cooper. Let me pull my socks up right now. Cooper, Cooper is famous for having the socks on and playing some defense, right? Remember, Coop, he is a funny dude in real life. Oh, my God. Uh, well, he's not laughing right now when he saw LeBron James on the sidelines of a preseason game over there eating a meal. Just not, not, not a snack, a meal. <laughs> he was like, dog, you got to have more respect for the game. So, we saw LeBron in his second preseason game for the Lakers. They playing the Golden State Warriors. Shout out to them boys. And we know the game doesn't count, but it matters for some, especially for those out there trying to make the squad or more importantly, trying to get their confidence up so they can make an impact when the regular season comes. So LeBron set out the second half for the game because he's 98 years old, been in the league for 97 years. So it's like, dog, we, we good. Um, but this is what's interesting about this, and I'm going to explain to you guys what LeBron is really doing because from the outside, it could look like disrespect. And I know Coop knows what LeBron's doing, but at the same time, Coop is old school, and so old school players going to take old school looks at situations that these new players are doing. All right, so in the second half, you notice a few things. One, LeBron had a five-course meal. <laughs> Secondly... He changed out of his uniform and got into the gear, right? Had the floss on him on the sidelines. All right, so he came back as a spectator second half, which is common. But the changing of the gear thing, that was a little surprising to me as well. But hey, it is the NBA. This ain't the NFL. We'll talk through it. So caught eating his dinner. Michael Cooper's like, yo, what's up? That respect for the game is lacking because their leader is sitting there pounding some pasta or some chicken or some shrimp scampi or something over there, right? So LeBron has been in this kind of like conversation before. Remember he brought that wine in what, 2018? They said, um, and you've seen him on the sideline before. We've seen cats before. Remember Mark Sanchez with the hot dog doing it? <laughs> he got caught. <laughs> and they made that a big scandal. I was like, he ain't no hot dog. Everybody eat hot dogs on the sideline in the preseason. Everybody don't get caught, but... Everybody eat hot, uh, hot dogs. Why y'all try to make this a headline? So that was hilarious too. Now, this is not a huge issue. I just want to explain what the issue is. So old school players, you know, respecting the game. They're old school in the sense of they used to focus like this. <sighs> Play basketball. What else you do? Play more basketball. 
we're focused on basketball. You got to look the part, act the part, you know, because they ain't have many options. They ain't have the same platform. They didn't have the same vehicles that these players currently have or even what I had. Let's just be real. So they got locked into singular focus and focus was defined as that for many, many generations. But that's not how it's actually designed now. That's not how it's defined now. Focus is not one dot now staring at basketball, more basketball. It's actually having many dots, but knowing which ones to prioritize. So yes, I can be the leader of this team. And yes, that's one dot. Another dot is I am focused when I'm in there. But when I'm not in there, then I don't have to act that part anymore because guess what? There are more things to focus on. Let me get comfortable. Let me keep my, my game routine. Let me keep my meal diet plan going as long as I can before the regular season comes and everything has to shift, has to shift. It doesn't have to shift in the preseason. This is more of a luxury for me, LeBron James, than me acting like I got to be blinded by the code of basketball conduct. You get what I'm saying here? So LeBron's in a routine, whatever his offseason routine is, that is now starting to merge with the preseason routine that's going to have to merge one more lane into the regular season routine, which merges another lane when it comes postseason. You don't do the same things in all of those different seasons. However, there is a healthy respect you pay to the game, and that's through your effort when you cross those lines. Once you get off that bench and you cross those lines, respect. When you're on the sideline, that's a different respect. I remember Kobe Bryant used to talk about that. Remember Kobe Bryant used to be like, these dudes laughing at the side of the bench or they laying down on the side of the bench. Remember he caught, called his teammates out. But then you saw Kobe before he retired was the same Kobe signing autographs and taking pictures or, you know, signing shoes even during games when he was injured or whatever. So what is a respect for the game? That's what we're going to talk about right here. Well, LeBron was doing was flexing and every athlete I've ever met wanted that end game flex. What's the end game flex? Okay, it starts like in high school because when you're in Pop Warner or Little League, it's too young. You're too young to be doing this. But when you get to high school, I guess because the girls are starting to take notice of you and you're starting to feel status and social status. There's an in-game flex that we all wanted. Let me tell you the first time I saw it happen to me, which made me want to do it too. <laughs> we were playing Sarah High School. Sarah High School out there in Gardena. To me, it's Compton, but go ahead. Gardena, if you make it right off the freeway, I get it. It's Gardena. So Sarah High School, beast, beast. They had these twin linebackers. I forget their names. I probably didn't even know their names. I just knew of them. They were silly. I don't even know where they went to college or anything. I should have kept up. But boy, they were tilting on us. We played Sarah my senior year. I told y'all my senior year, we were sorry. Hella sorry. 0-10 on the football field we were, but our record ended up being 1-9 and because one team cheated against us. They had ineligible players. They had some dummies out there. <laughs> That's why I say to make myself feel good. They had some dummies out there beating us up. All right, so we 1-9 basically, 0-10 for real. We played Sarah at Sarah with only 17 players. And the best player on our team was going to Columbia. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what happened to us when we got off that damn freeway. My, my teammates, they wasn't shook. They just wasn't good enough. And I'm like, we, yeah, we on the border of Gardena and Compton, damn it. <laughs> Buckle up. And we went out there and they like, they deep. And they had them twins, and the twins had their jerseys tucked under their shoulder pads, stomach out. Just not gut, but not six-pack. You know that, that, that little belly with the six-pack on top? You ever seen that? And they just walked. They had a little band and all that. I was like, we ain't got enough players to even scrimmage each other in practice. We about to go at it, though. Let's go. Man, you looked up at halftime. It was 52 to zero. <laughs> so, bam, bam, why the band matters? Because what happens in the second half? They did what LeBron did. Came out second half, guess what the twins had on? No shoulder pads. They were just sitting there with those same jerseys, chilling, just hanging out, 
loose. On the sidelines, on the bench, but not sitting on the bench regular. You know, like that? You know how in high school you used to sit on the top of the bench? They sitting on top of the bench, they feet on the bench, and they just sitting there, and I'm not lying. I'm on the field. We down 52 donut. They kick the ball off. I get tackled. I look. They sitting there. They not even playing the second half. They sitting there with their feet up, jerseys untucked, and there were cheerleaders behind them talking to them while they was eating something. Now, I don't know if it was a hot dog or not, but I was mad. Maybe some chili cheese Fritos or something. I was like, God. And that was the flex. And every athlete, and usually you try to find it in a preseason game when you pro, because you can't be doing that in no regular season game. Coach, lock in, lock in, lock in. <laughs> but in the preseason, you're like, Coach, shut up. This <laughs> is preseason, fool. So it doesn't count. So anyway, I saw that and I was like, I got to get that flex. I got to get that flex. But I remind y'all, we were 0-10. So we were never in any games where we had to lead. We were down enough where I should have took off my equipment. But I was like, nah, I'm trying to get my scally on and trying to get my ball on. So that flex actually occurs. Now, I got it in the pros in the preseason to LeBron's statement, to LeBron's point. Of, yeah, you want to flex like in it. I'm so good or I'm so like untouchable that y'all work for it. Y'all go get that. Oh, yeah, I did my thing. All right, did my put in my work. You go go get them, boy. All right, good stuff. Like you like a baby assistant coach, right? And it's a flex. All LeBron was doing was just flexing. Just letting everybody know, reminded them king things. These are king things that I'm out here doing. So Final score of that Sarah game, 55 to 6. Yeah, that second half, they only scored a field goal, and we scored a touchdown. But we were so sorry, we didn't even convert and get the extra point. <laughs> so what do y'all think of LeBron James's behavior? Y'all think that's a, sh- a sign of a lack of respect? Or are you like, dog, it's just a flex. Relax, Coop. Pull your socks down and relax, right? And... These food and drink incidents, Mark Sanchez, I wasn't on the air with y'all like this when Mark Sanchez did that. And I'm telling you, that was commonplace. Y'all got a problem with that? A cat just busting out some nachos while it's third quarter? Or y'all like, dog, chill, bro. (laughs) You're doing too much. So let me know. Beat that up in the comments when y'all see something. And tell me y'all flex. Y'all ever get a flex off? Oh, it's so good. When you just, everybody working and you just chilling like this. Man, I'm telling you, them twins were sitting there like this. Some girl, Keisha and Tanya was right here. And they were just like, ah. I was like, ah. I'm still out there getting whooped up on. Salute for the flex. They setting you up. And if you had subs, you heard this. I heard a like, oh. The big, 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 cartoon too. After marriage, the honeymoon, moon. I was like, olive oil goggle with a spoon, spoon. Ah, oh, Greg Nice, smooth B. Oh, ran into Greg Nice one time at a party, fan manned him to death. Like, he was like walking. I was like, Greg Nice, your life's like a fairy tale. <laughs> Orca was a great big whale. <laughs> I fan man the hell out of that dude. Dang, they were huge, nice and smooth for that late 80s. They were banging, man. Respect to the greats and that song right there. Y'all remember that one. All right, y'all. Y'all know this show is brought to you by Project Transition, projecttransition.org. Go there, leave a donation, support the community, support the kids, and I will take care of you. All right, T.O., woo, he going to need some support. Thank God he's okay. I talked to him. He's fine. Eh, he got his knee messed up, <laughs> a little bit sore and all that. But he's fine. When you hear somebody got hit by a car, immediately I start going back to the days where I was like, I've seen that go really foul, right? What was my guy's name? Um, ah, I think he passed away, right? Running back, Nebraska, who end up, didn't he run into somebody with a car before? And it went bad, something like that. Beat it up in the comments, let me know. All right, let's talk about this one, because I do know this story. Uh, with T.O. involved in an accident, uh, and it happened this week, and authorities are investigating it as a deliberate act. Like, that means you behind the wheel, sir. 
You see, that's Terrell Owens, sir. Terrell Owens, if you talk to him. <laughs> Terrell. Uh, and then also, boom, and kept pushing. All right, so we know he got hurt. He's, I talked to him. He said his knees jacked up a little bit. Other than that, what happened? Now, first of all, this started off in Calabasas at a basketball game where he had an argument with another dude. This is the report, right? So I'm reading this report. I'm like, interesting. Seems like there's a little bit more to this story, all right? The guy's been uh, arrested, assault with a deadly weapon. Um, That's what he's going to be charged with, I should say. Not arrested, charged with. Assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, because cars can kill you. All right, let's talk about what happened once I read that. I was like, you got hit by a dude with a car? And it's assault with a deadly weapon. And why were you in front of the car? And why was the guy behind the wheel trying to run you over? So they're on the basketball court. And on the basketball court, you know how it goes. Like we've seen them all the time. Somehow, some way, especially when it's, it's competition, uh, dudes just get riled up and forget that it's competition in fun. <laughs> right? And it gets serious out there. So T.O. gets fouled. Um, once he gets fouled, he lands into another guy kind of hard because he got fouled hard checks on the guy um the guy's like not having it and you ever seen that and this is this is why this is a real interesting story because i've seen this before and i'm not sure if everyone sees this unless you are someone of celebrity someone of fame someone of recognition okay but we'll talk through it y'all beat it up in the comments so anyway guy wasn't having it like dog start bumping his gums reportedly and then T.O. T.O. would never start something with a guy in terms of personality. I've never T.O.'s a quieter type, one of the more meek kind of guys. He look, he is a star now. Don't get it tripped. Don't get it twisted. You're gonna have the glasses on and he's gonna be like this. He's gonna be like, oh, that's a superstar right there. But he ain't the one to be starting stuff like going out there. What he did on teams before and all that, that's just conversations through media, etc. Right? But from all my experiences with him, I've never seen him start stuff. But he gonna finish. <laughs> he ready. <laughs> he is ready. He just ain't gonna start. He ain't gonna shoot first. So anyway, they start going back and forth at it. Um, and then the game ends. The guy leaves before the game ends. Goes outside. Took off his shirt. Said, "I'll see you outside. Waiting for you outside." Oh, my heart. Oh, there's no worse feeling than the anticipation of some pain. <laughs> pain itself is fine for me. You just come up to me, bomb, okay. But if you come up to me and be like, I'll be outside waiting on you, homie. We good. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> In my head, I was like, this motherfucker. Because I'm thinking, first thing I'm thinking is he got gunplay. And I'm like, I am not going outside to get shot. But then I'm like, I am not staying in this gym for the rest of my life. Hmm. Then, you know, this, see, it's, it's reflex. Calling up my cousins. <laughs> and my... <laughs> Hey, hey, Calabasas, yeah, Calabasas, mm-hmm, yup. All right, but I ain't doing all that, so I'm like, I ain't trying to get them in trouble, I ain't trying to have them save me, bail me out, I ain't trying to fight with the dude, nothing, we just, I got fouled, fool, and I fell on you, sorry, or landed on you, sorry, but you can't even say sorry in these moments, because he already woofing, so sorry he ain't even gonna work, you little soft ass, when's motherfuckers apologizing and shit, I dunk on that motherfucker, you know what I mean, so it's like, Okay, ain't no punks here, but I ain't no fools either. <laughs> I ain't trying to get killed. So you go outside. So finally, T.O. go outside, and the dude is waiting. Thankfully, unarmed, but with two arms ready to, <laughs> what's up? What's, I'm like, ha! If I'm T.O., I'm like, time out. Not T.O., time out. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, time out. Hey, we ain't about to fight, dog. Like, shut your, sit your something dog but nah you know that testosterone that competition ooh, ooh, that's gin and juice that's a hell of a mix it's going down and uh altercation out there t.o leaves dude follows t.o t.o pulls into a place where it's well lit and then they get out the car this is what i'm gathering <laughs> you know i've been hitting the head a few times and i'm like what I'm like, is this, is this on Netflix? Like, what the hell are you talking about, T.O.? This all happened after a basketball game? And then dude, dude tries to run over T.O. because he tried to leave and then turned around and tried to come back this way. 
I'm going to let T.O. fill in the details. Like, I really want him to tell y'all this explicitly because the way he tells it is insane. So he's going to have his chance to say this. I don't want to kill it. I don't want to throw it all out there. But I got to give y'all the overview. And that's what happened. And the dude ran him over and, and then kept it going. And the report says he hasn't been arrested yet. But I told T.O., hey, man, you know me. I, I, I believe in snitching. I believe in, in full. <laughs> I believe in the full extent of the law. You do something to me. Oh, I'm telling and I'm getting you in trouble as much as possible. So you leave me alone and it's a deterrent for someone else. Now, here's the problem. I heard dude got history. So this may be a real bad situation for old dude. Not sure about it yet. So why am I bringing this up other than damn T.O.? <laughs> um, did you dunk on him? What kind of banging was you doing during that game? How many points did you have before this? But it's really a dynamic. This is what I want to talk through. <sighs> People always walk around and give you compliments. Like, you're so down to earth. Or, oh, you're so cool. Oh, wow, you're way nicer than I thought you would be. You say that to stars, to a T.O., to people you meet. I even hear it, right? When you're just being normal, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe. So that lets you know where already they're, they're trained, or where they're coming from, where they're conditioned. Now, there always has to be interactions between celebrity and fans or just normal people, myself included. We have to. You, both sides. I'm a fan. I ran up on Greg Nice. Like, ah, you know what I mean? I get it. Ah. That's why I believe in the coexistence. That's why the foundation project transition, because you can't just build up this wall of, oh, my kids go to private schools and they go to the best schools and they got tutors and specialized trainers and they're going to be perfect. They got to coexist. I don't give a damn what you did for your kids. They're going to have to go out into that world and meet other people. So coexistence is so important. What happens when someone who is a normal person without celebrity comes in counter with a celebrity? When there's an issue, there's always this dynamic. Oh, I know they got more to lose. So when they got more to lose, you press even more on them, at them. Seen it happen so many times. A regular dude, nine dudes out there balling, they just regular dudes balling. But T.O.'s there. So when there's an altercation, when there's an issue, where there's friction, all of a sudden, oh, T.O. got more to lose. So dude be like, what's up? And what do people tell T.O. in that moment? The first thing they're going to say, hey, dog, chill, chill. All he's going to do is try and sue you, bro. All this going to do is make news. All this go Everybody start reading all your receipts of all the things you got to lose. Dude got something to lose, too. We just may not know it. But, oh, that's his advantage. Nobody telling him, calming him down. Nobody trying to call his dogs off. But all mine got to back up. I hate that dynamic because it's used against you. All of a sudden, now you become a prisoner of your own success. I like the reminders. They're coming from a good place. But I wish I would remind him, too. Hey, he got value in this world, too. And he need to chill out, too. Maybe he ain't going to get all splattered across TMZ. But is that the only reason you ain't going to fight? It's because of TMZ? Are you going to fight? Like, TMZ is not the issue here, is it? Wow. So that notoriety is used against you. And next thing you know, guys flex harder on you because they know that chances are you ain't going to return fire. Because they hear them dudes too. They hear the chatter. Like, chill, chill, chill. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yo, you're going to get in trouble. That's the job of the entourage, I guess, right? Ooh. So these dudes getting charged up and they wait and they lurk. This is the thing I've seen. They lurk quietly to pounce on you and use your status against you. Happens to me when I coach. When there's a call in my favor. Oh, you just did that because he's, Mar he's Marcellus Wiley. It was the right call or he got it wrong, but he ain't doing it for me. Because you know why? There are more calls against me <laughs> And there are for me. MJ gets flag guarding almost every damn game. And I swear I watch every video. I don't see no flag guarding. 
but I don't complain because complaining is contagious. But they sit there, the mother coaches, when things start going well for me, oh, 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 oh. it's because he, he used to play in the NFL. Well, look, his, his assistant coach is Reggie Bush. Of course they're going to win. What happens when we lose? They still got me as a coach and Reggie Bush as a coach. You ain't saying it did. We're the same coaches. We lose too. We lost two games in a row this year. What you Oh, uh, Marcellus and Reggie Bush. They be using your, your, your success against you. So this dynamic is real interesting because I've seen it so often. And look, I'm not a basketball player. I'm not a hooper. And if I were, I'd be like, ah, pickleball, it ain't that contentious. But the point is, when something goes, it's amazing to see how people especially dudes like this have that inner jealousy or don't know how to deal with the fact that okay you do something well but that ain't the problem this is the problem they use all they using T.O. when he played Hall of Fame football player against him in Calabasas playing pickup basketball because cats be envious and I I'm, I'm out there coaching Little eight-year-olds, and then they throw it in my face. Hey. And then what can I do? Oh, 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 that would make their day to get into a fight with Marcellus Wiley. And I'm like, what kind of dude are you? <laughs> it would not make my day to get into a fight with any dude. If I saw LeBron James and fought him, I wouldn't feel good about fighting LeBron James. What we fighting about? <laughs> it's so silly. So when I heard T.O.'s story, I was like, man, this is deep. And I also saw the life lesson in that. And I just want to level it out. One, I want celebs, the ones that do act cocky. It's not all of them. Stop acting like that, dog. We all on this same planet spinning and grinning and trying to be winning. You know what I mean? And y'all who ain't celeb or whatever, stop thinking all these dudes crazy. Just be nice. Be respectful. Like, you don't come in hot. Don't come in like I did to Greg Nice. <laughs> It'll be all good. But boy. Whatever's going on, that jealousy and that, oh, he got more to lose, so I'm going to press him. I'm going to test him because he got more to lose. Be careful. Some guys got a lot to win, too. And <laughs> T.O. is a winner. So look out for that, man. And see the details of this story. I left out some key parts on purpose because it's T.O.'s story to tell. Hopefully he does that in fullness. But he gave me permission to talk about it because he knows I'm going to do it the right way. So y'all know that was a deliberate act. And in this situation... Have y'all ever been there before on either side? The guy who like, you know, you went too far. Be real. Beat it up in the comments. Let me know you flexed on somebody because you had some inner turmoil, a little jealousy, or you just didn't like that fool. As <laughs> simple as that. And how can these situations be better diffused? Because ain't no way. I'm telling y'all right now, I am not having someone in a game foul me or I foul them. That turns into us talking about it all game till we get technicals, till we get kicked out, till we outside in the parking lot, till you follow me somewhere else. That is not happening. Call me a punk. Yes, what's my last name? <laughs> is my first name punk? Yeah, I'm a punk. What's, what's my last name? I'm getting home to these itty bitties. Hell no, it's too many fools out there. So y'all tell me what y'all think about the whole situation. Beat up in the comments. This is a highlight. This is one of my favorites. Why do I always do that curve? Like, like, it ain't nothing here. And I always, like, hit it like a curve. Hitting countless in this six-trace Chevrolet. <laughs> oh, man. This is one of my favorite songs. Y'all ready for this? Dang, 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 dang. Y'all remember that? Dang, 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 dang. Isn't it funny when you do stuff like that and your friends be looking at you like, dog, it doesn't sound like that to me like it sounds to you. In your head, you'd be like, yo, I'm nailing this. And they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so crazy, right? My melanin, brown, and kicking flavor. The Ari Posse said, yo, Latifah, we can do this. So I pause and hit up calls, and then I'm on thong, because I see already knew this. Because I'm in full effects. Oh, oh. Yes, the pizza and pizza's alive. Come in away. Grand Latifa. Oh, that song. Was it Wrath of My Madness? Oh, ah, blah, 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 blah. oh that was an amazing song. ProjectTransition.org, ProjectTransition.org. You put that song on right now, I got two sacks for you, coach, in the first quarter. If you put on that song, that song go hard. All right, let's get into these negative nicknames and name calling. 
as I say, adjectives about athletes, right? There was a story out recently, um, kind of summing up what's going on in sports media of late. Um, it was headlined by Hugh Douglas. Um, respect to Hugh Douglas and his strength, man. You know he just lost his son uh, recently, um, and that's the homie right there. And he says he's done calling NFL players, quote, unquote, garbage. All right. Now, that comes on the heels of Steve Smith. When he gained a lot of attention, you guys saw it, with his uh, strong on-air criticism at Jerry Judy. We all remember that one, right? Called him an average wide receiver, mentally unable to handle constructive criticism. Kept it respectful, but kept it strong as well, right? So Hugh Douglas comes on the heels of that, and he's like, look, I'm going to talk about my approach to player criticism and avoid overly personal attacks due to the fact that he played in the NFL. I've always thought this was an issue between investment and experience with that sport, that game. If you played it, you've been a part of it, 99% of the time you're going to respect it to the point where you're not going to call cats out of their name because you respect how hard it is just to do it. But there is 1%, and those are the ones that are chasing the dollars, the bag. And I'm going to be real. In sports media, if you want the bag, you're going to have to cross that line, right? If you want the bag. Now, you can get pay paid. I got pay paid. But the bag, double digits, 10-plus million cats, those cats way up there, the 8, 10 million, whatever, Ooh, they crossed that line. Okay. And I see some guys, former players that at times double dutch or they crossed that line because they want that back. All right. So let's talk through this. All right. So he said, Hugh Douglas was like, look, we talking about Zach Wilson. Let's use him as an example. Uh, here's a quote by him. The Jets are guilty by association when it comes to Zach Wilson. Now, what was it? A couple weeks ago, he had one of the best QBR ratings that he's ever had. He was talking about the fact that people were calling Zach Wilson garbage. One of the actual announcers, Joe Giglio, Giglio, sorry if I messed up your name. He said he's terrible. And then Hugh Douglas is like responding like, dog, dude just had an amazing game a couple weeks ago. Terrible? Terrible doesn't have amazing games. You can see the tug of war that they have right here. Here's his last quote before we really get into this. He says, I didn't want to say that he's terrible because the one thing that I'm trying not to do, because I see a lot of my contemporaries doing that. Now I'm trying not to use those words like garbage and like certain things like that, because it does take a lot to get to this level of play at this level. Right. So let's be real about this topic. This topic is about how do you portray? How do you actually explain, communicate properly someone who is playing bad. Like playing bad, you can't just say that because one, that ain't going to move the needle. Oh, he's playing bad. Mm. How is he playing bad? Why is he playing bad? Sum up his performance. And that's when you start to see guys cross that line. You see a lot of guys hovering it. Even Hugh Douglas said a lot of his contemporaries. And then you see some guys cross the line. Well, it's crazy how this world works. Synchronicity. I believe big time in synchronicity. So yesterday morning, I get a text from my boy Francis Powers. Shout out to Franny P. Uh, he went to Columbia with me as well. L.A. cat. What's up? And um, he sent me a clip. And this clip is a decade plus old of Skip Bayless, Rob Parker, Jay Crawford, and yours truly, talking about this same subject. So, I won't hold y'all any longer. I'm gonna let y'all hear me years ago, a decade plus ago, and Skip Bayless on this topic. Let's go. Tell Skip and our audience at home your problem with using nicknames for pro athletes. Yeah, I mean, if I had a DeLorean, I would use it to go back to the future just one day to be here with you and Jalen, um, just to really, Talk about when you talk about athletes outside their names. I think that's out of bounds when you think about it in the sense of you're not talking about the act, the X's and O's of that guy's production. You're talking about the actor. And that's a problem, I think, because 
in sports to play sports. I played 10 years in the NFL. You have to have a discipline to even make it to that level or to excel within the NFL. And now I've made the transition. I've been with ESPN going on five years. And I've been desensitized a little to it in a sense of all the color analysts and all the things we say about athletes in a sense of, okay, to make a story that much more believable or to make a story that much more exciting, I have to take another step. But I think we're out of bounds to the point now that I'm looking at it and realizing where's the discipline in journalism? Um, the, the same discipline as we make a translation of the game that we're all covering, I think we should use some of those elements in how we actually cover that same game. Um, what is out of bounds to someone? Um, we were talking about it off air, and I think right now the best analogy for me is there's a speed limit, and we're one mile per hour over the speed limit, and sometimes even further. And maybe when you're one mile over the speed limit, no one can notice it, but you're still breaking the rules. And right now, I think when you guys up here, because I never do it. I, I don't try and get into the name calling. I know it's fun. I know it's easy. I know it's a slippery slope. But at the same time, when it gets to the point where now the X's and O's turns into the I's and U's, that's the one I have a problem okay, with. Okay, well, I, wait. There's a big difference between using nicknames and name calling. Absolutely. I mm -hmm. never name call. I've never insulted anyone personally about their appearance or their background or taken some personal cheap shot at people. The nicknames are scathingly accurate depictions of their performance. They say a million words with one word. That's what's happening. It, according get, to who, okay. though, Skip? Well, I'm just telling Who's I'm, the regulator of that? It's a subjective well, experience. It's, it's a subjective yeah, I mean, experience. And okay. that's, that's okay. the difference but, but between a being a translator of the game, which I thought we were supposed to be, okay. well, well, versus being one who portrays the game, who adds drama to it, and then all of a sudden the depiction gets exaggerated. Okay, wait a second. Bosch Spice is an accurate portrayal of how he played or didn't play last year. He played small. He shrank under the new glare of the spotlight in Miami. Team Obliterator, Terrell Owens, was an accurate depiction of how he wrecked not one or two, but three teams. He was Team Obliterator. Me, myself, and Iverson. That's how he played. It was all about Allen, wherever he was. Kyle, I should have been a bowler. Now that's a tough one, that's a tough shot, but, but it's the truth because he was way overrated as a top pick in the NFL draft. But isn't that name okay. calling? Yeah. No. I mean, no, you're, you're, no. it's I mean, a justification of it, but it is right. It, it mm. <sighs> Seems like yesterday. <laughs> Damn, I sound the same in terms of what I'm talking about. Man, I should have reminded myself a long time ago that I'm me. <laughs> okay. I've never been a fan of color commentary going that far <clears throat> for entertainment purposes. I've never been a fan of it. Doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just telling you I've never been a fan of it. But I knew not being a fan of that was not going to help me have any of the wind in my sails. It was going to actually be a headwind because I saw it clearly in the culture, saw it clearly how they were rewarding the cats that did that. Remember, at that time, first take, I'm going on that show, and Skip Bayless is the man. And Skip Bayless had all those nicknames for all those cats. And if you listen to him at the end, he started to wiggle a little bit, right? He started to wiggle because, let's be real. If you're going to be real enough to call somebody a nickname and stand on it, then also be real enough to say, them nicknames are out of bounds. But I like going out of bounds. You know? Sorry. That ain't how the game's supposed to be played, but what does that mean, supposed to be played? There are business models. These are entertainment products. These are entertainment platforms. And if you're going to go there, my only thing is they go there and then they act like they ain't going anywhere. Like, dog, you called a dude, sorry, and then you got him out of his name. You got Russell Westbrook being known more as West Brick rather than Mr. Triple Double. He easily could have been known as Mr. Triple Double, endorsements, all this stuff. But you got him known as West Brick and he's a future Hall of Famer with $200 million contracts. And that's a brick. Damn, what do you get if you make shots? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. So I'm seeing it clearly because me, I always try to look at things from the other side of the table before I look at it from my perspective. Why? I know what I'm thinking. All right, no, I already know me. But what y'all doing over there? And I remember looking around and there are some habitual line steppers out there, but all the top dogs do that. All the top dogs are colorful like that, right? Skip. Stephen A., 
Colin, Jim Rome. And then there's like a Dan Patrick and Pat McAfee who's like up there in terms of top dogs, but they don't do that. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I just don't see them doing that. Ah, there was a time when Stephen A was saying the N-word on ESPN. Have y'all seen them clips? There's a time where all these guys got nicknames or you just, oh, hell, I don't want to hear it. And I was like, I mean, it's literally like you're faced like me growing up. That side of the street, they cripping. Over there, they blooding. You know, I lived in a crip neighborhood, but I got practice in the blood neighborhood. Track practice, Dorsey, right there in the jungle. So, oh, yeah, we got props. Okay. Then, okay, my cousins want to come. My uncles want to come. I'm like, uh. Okay. Then we got games in Inglewood. Uh. So it's like all this choice. Like, I've always lived a life, it seemed like, with these binary choices, and I've never chose. I was like, I'm going to do me. And that always comes at a cost, at a price. You know, imagine knowing that you have the capabilities to do something, but you won't do it. And then seeing those who do it get rewarded more than you. It could make you mad. Didn't make me mad. You know what it made me realize? There got to be a different way. I didn't get mad at Crips and Bloods. I was just like, it got to be a different way. I don't get mad at you doing something and it's working for you or it's not working for you because I'm in my lane and my lane was 10 years plus ago saying it that way and still to this day saying it this way. However, I also knew that means you see that mountaintop up there. This game ain't for you. It's almost like being a football player, but you don't like contact. Dion and Dion, like Dion had a narrative he didn't, but I've seen too many plays. Dion sticking it in there. Now he didn't want to <laughs> like that, but he's smart. Uh, but football gonna be tough if you play and you don't want to get hit. Don't go with narratives. I'm talking about for real. You know, basketball gonna be tough if you don't like to hustle. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gonna be tough. You know, and sports media is tough if you don't want to go there on somebody. That's what it is. It's like this incentive. And nobody tells you to do it. Jay Crawford is a great example. That dude was nicer than nice. Skip Bayless is really nice in real life, too. But on air, he got that persona. But in real life, he's super cool. But Jay was super cool on air, too. And he had a great career, but you, you can't be that top dog. And he was a moderator, different role, but you can't be that top dog unless you go there. And that's what got Rob Parker in trouble. Remember, even though that was kind of weak, the whole like, what do you call uh, RG3 cornbread brother? <laughs> he must have had other strikes because I was like, that's it. Um, but I remember that was a firestorm. But that was also him trying to go there because Rob Parker was part of the rotation. See what I'm saying? Everybody, you see everybody do it. You see everybody just get their shot. Ryan Clark when he went at uh, Tua. Everybody get their shot off to just see because they know that's where the bag at. And if they don't, oh, damn it. Or they'd be like, ah, uh, that, that ain't feel good. Or, you know, somebody check them, like two of them, like, hey, dog, respect. It's a real game out there. Just want you guys to see behind the curtain what's really going on. When you see these shows, you see these cats, and you see they doing it, just know that Ching Ching is at the end of doing that because that's the economic model. That's the platform. That's what's being supported and rewarded. So... I'm not a fan of it. Um, I'm in a uh, different scope. And there are a lot of guys like me. Hugh Douglas sounds like another one. And there are a lot of guys not like me. And I'm not judging them, not mad at them. You go ahead and crip. You go ahead and blood. <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it this way. So y'all tell me in the comments, how should sports analysts and media personalities balance? It's a balance, right? You can't, hey, he's not performing that well. What do you think? <sighs> What did you just say? <laughs> like, you can't go up there doing that, but it's a balance. But also you can't go, this mother, I swear if I ever see him throw another, he the sorry, he can't play for, he never going to be great. It, I mean, how many snaps have you ever had? You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like that. It's a balancing act though. So honest criticism with the responsibility of not being too personal or that crazy explicit language, right? How do you do that? Tell me how y'all think it should go. And what impact do strong criticisms? Uh, even uh, Steve Smith, Sr. and Jerry Judy, etc. What do you think that has in terms of impact on the athlete? In terms of the perception of the athlete, how the athlete takes it, and public perception as well. You as the fan, what do you think of that? 
And for real, are y'all okay with harsh ass takes? Like, you can't have a great player without having a bum, sorry, garbage, trash, whatever. And I don't even have an issue with the words as much as. <sighs> what you mean by the word? <laughs> it's just like weird. Because it's really, I'm not a sensitive guy. But I'm like, dog, don't call somebody out. I think it's more like it's mislabeled for me. The words apply to some cats. But usually those cats we don't talk about. The sorriest players in sports we don't talk about. Why? Because they're not even good enough to play. And if they are good enough to play, they ain't that sorry. But even if they go out there and mess up, come on. Like the Dak Prescott. He's my last example. As much as y'all want to say about Dak, I can write two term papers on Dak. One that puts him in great company as one of the best quarterbacks up to his year in the NFL. In NFL history. Win percentage and things like that, right? I could put Dak in a good conversation. Then I could put Dak in a bad conversation. The fact that he hasn't won enough in the playoffs and he hasn't got his team over the hump. But that's the beauty. Every single player in the NFL always got a scouting record. Two-sided. This side pros, this side cons. This side strengths, this side weaknesses. So I'm not mad, but there is a balance in that. And it just seems like sometimes all they want to read are the weaknesses for some. And then for others that they like, strengths. So tell me how to beat that up in the comments. Is there room for harsh takes? Y'all like harsh takes on athletes. Hey, the cost of praise is criticism. So tell me what y'all think about that. Taking my time, taking my time, taking my time. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Damn, what's up? Damn, I'm dark. I need to get in this light. <laughs> oh, love to you guys. Wally, Wednesday, Wally, Wednesday, Wally, Wednesday. Ah, the dogs in the house. It's time to gamble. Damn it, I ain't never been this happy. I need to gamble more. <laughs> I am geeked up. It is time for Wiley Wednesday. Yes, first things first. Go to WileyWins.com right now and log on. I'm going to give you 125%. I'm going to give you some money for you to lose to me because I am good at this. Nah, we're going to have some fun, a little skin in the game. Give you 125% for your sign-up bonus right now so we can compete for some coin. Okay, now, the game is this. I'm going to keep it simple at first and see how y'all are because... One thing I learned is there's a wisdom of the crowd, right? None of us is as smart as all of us. And I think I'm really smart in football. Experience tells me I probably am. But I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what y'all up to out there. But I'm still up for the challenge. And here's the challenge. Once you go to WileyWins.com and you go through this week of games, NFL Week 7 for games, I'm picking the money lines. I am picking who's going to win these games. Straight up, homie, like we did it in the league on the field. Straight up, homie. Straight up. We are going to compete. Now, if you pick more winners than me, I'm going to hook you up with a brick, dog. Remember this? What movie was it when they were like this? Got them bricks. <laughs> what movie was that? I'm going to hook y'all up with some stacks. I'm going to give you a book. I give you a book, and I throw one of these in there. That's me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is me. Look at that guy. I love that guy. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. <laughs> All right, you ready to compete? I'm stalling. I'm only stalling, getting choked up, because I'm scared. Because I, I, I've had some experiences with gambling before that, uh, that just got me to a great place. <laughs> Let's just say that. Shout out to Panama. Shout out to Vegas. Shout out to... Uh, Barbay, uh, let me stop. Shout out to WileyWins.com. All right, first game we're going to pick. We're going to go through this. I ain't going to take forever. I hate when they be giving you that little blurb and stuff. Well, shut up, man. You, you, you made me wait through all that. You picked all them teams, and you were wrong, and you gave me a blurb. That blurb didn't matter. All right, so we're going to go first. Jacksonville versus New Orleans. That's tomorrow's game, Thursday night football, taking Jacksonville. Who y'all got? Okay, then next game. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, got Atlanta. What? Say something. Ah, ah. Next. Raiders, Bears, got the Raiders. Don't ask me why. Just, I know winners. Cleveland, Indy, I got Cleveland. Boom, 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 boom. 
Detroit, Baltimore, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, look, I ain't picking all the favorites either. Buffalo, Patriots, <laughs> I think we all in agreement. <laughs> Buffalo. Commanders, Giants, G-Men. <laughs> you didn't think that. Cardinals, Seahawks, Oh, they both birds. Seahawks. <laughs> the bird that's wet, the rainy bird. All right, Steelers, Rams. Damn, go Rams. Yes, I got the Rams. Chargers, Chiefs. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> let me just do this. Let me play it all through the national anthem. And the home of the Chiefs. Damn it. We're going to lose to the Chiefs. We just lost to the Cowboys. We done gave away three games. We gave away the Dolphins game. We gave away the Cowboys game. We're going we to lose to the Chiefs probably. <sighs> Packers, Broncos. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. I got those Packers. Dolphins, Eagles. Oh, that going to be a good game. Boy, that's a good game right there. That's Sunday night football. Golly, I might have to have me a little, little get-together, a little pickleball social for that. Dolphins, Eagles, I got the Dolphins. And last one, 49ers, Vikings. Ah, ah, 49ers. Place your bets, WileyWins.com. See if you beat me, get more right than me. If you do, you get who? You get this, you get that. Good luck to you. Guarantee you, you won't beat me. Why? I'm just cocky like that. And cocky something that I just can't help. All right, y'all. Now, let's focus on some comments. Let's focus on some comments here. And I'm going to leave that up back there because it uh, looks nice, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, let's start off with Pat McAfee. I don't think Pat is changing what others always wanted to say. It is instead showing bosses that allowing others to say what they always wanted to say could be beneficial. That was a great point. Like, it's opening up the minds of the bosses. And the, the talent's been sitting there all along saying, y'all ain't going to like this or reward this, so I ain't going to go there. What we were talking about before with name calling. But now, since y'all, oh, y'all paying? Y'all giving $85 million for somebody wearing a tank top say, and saying that bombs? Let it go. <laughs> Greenberg, too. Let it go. It looks fake now because we are not used to it, not because these folks are being themselves. Ooh. But I'm sure... Some will not be themselves because of corporate or internal pressures going forward. Yep, you know what it is. Riding dirty. Marcellus, everything is in constant random motion. Some people get caught, some don't. It's that simple. Also, bad energy breeds bad energy. He was speeding, and wow, what a surprise. He got a bigger charge. How was your driving? You throwing bad energy out there? One thing about me, man, I'm glad you said it. You're going to make me cry a little bit. I don't throw bad energy out there. I really don't. And if somebody says I do, I'm sorry. Big enough man to say I'm sorry. I never try to throw bad energy. I will respond. <laughs> do not trip. Do, I'm like T.O. I ain't starting none. I will finish everything. <laughs> you flex, I got next. <laughs> One thing about me, this is why I didn't gangbang growing up. People are always like, how you really navigating? Didn't it's simple. I am an all-in type of dude. And I know if I were all-in on a gang, I would have been all-in. There, I'm not scared like that. Like, even if, if, if I were twisted enough to be in a gang, hurt enough to be in a gang, I would have did whatever need, was necessary. Whatever. Whatever. That's why I enjoyed it, because I knew I was crazy. All right, damn, Sal, you got me over here feeling like a deadbeat daddy. I didn't mean it like that, but I'm getting tired of parents acting like, oh, we're good. Your kids ain't good if y'all ain't together. Start there. Your kids are hurting. Now, address their pain and stop thinking you're, stop thinking you're the victim and, and look at them as the victim. They are. They really are. I don't care if nobody else tells you, I did. <laughs> kids over there suffering. You know, I'm, my kids can't go to the bath. They can't take a bath. Their baths take a, like 30 minutes to an hour without 19 different catastrophes and issues happening. Water everywhere, toys everywhere. Uh, playing with the razor that my wife had, like just, what's that? Shampoo all, all the windows, and you ain't there? Oh, everything the same, everything good, everything, man, stop. Marcel's Wally giving some real family therapy, educational and enlightening. Thank you. 
for real. Look, I'm talking from my pain. I ain't talking like out of out, out of the side of my butt, out of the side of my mouth. Like I'm talking straight at you because I straight felt this before. My oldest, you know how many moments I miss with her? For real. Like for real. And you don't get them back. Don't we don't we realize that the older we get? It's all about just these connections and these moments. It's that's it. It's like it's like life is just like memories and you need enough money to have memories. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's like Eminem's as Shannon Sharp told me on the football field when he would block. He was blocking me in Denver. He's like, boy, you need to stop tripping. It's all about Eminem's. What's that? Money and memories. I was like, oh, pretty good. I think Pat McAfee is going to be the Golden State Warriors of ESPN, meaning just how most teams in the NBA are trying to play like Golden State, most of them can't do it. Ah, the teams that stick to what they do well and their identity will have success. Nuggets, Lakers, Heat, Bucks, and of course the Warriors. Marcus P. 1620. I like that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, you're right. You're gonna, oh, look, you're going to create gremlins. Wherever you go, if you have success, success begets success. Right? You're going to create itty-bitty gremlins. <laughs> Just the way it goes. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. Brought to you by BetUS. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Don't cheat on someone you don't want to lose with someone you don't want to keep. That's what I was trying to say yesterday, and I found it. Man. Have you cheated before? I know I have. <laughs> oh, no, man, shoot. I grew up seeing cheating, so I was like, man, oh, that's cheating? When I did it, I was like, oh, I, I, I was raised that way. That was, I was trained that way. Everybody I saw was just getting it in. You know, it's so funny. My mama had me at 19. My dad, my mom had me at 19. My sister at 17. And so when I was eight years old, I remember like playing Pop Warner and I missed my birthday. My mama had a surprise birthday for me one time at Inglewood at Darby Park, but I missed it because somehow I got sick or something. I wanted to come home and my daddy and back then we didn't have cell phones. So my daddy brought me home. Mama didn't communicate with daddy. And he like, what? I didn't know you was going. You surprising me too. I didn't know. But I remember I was eight. My mama, because it wasn't even her birthday yet, or maybe she was 27, 26. <sighs> Me looking at that now, I'm like, I was a eight-year-old with a mind and life, and I was judgmental of my mama. Like, my mama, da, 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 da. she was 26, 27. Golly. And then you look back at your childhood and some of those decisions, like I don't know if you had young parents, but I did. I was like, God dang. Y'all tripping. Mama drinking. Mama be quiet. I'm trying to read. <laughs> My mama loud. I'm like, I'm trying to read. I'm, I'm reading. Mama loud. Mama getting a drink. Daddy just doing bills and crinkling newspapers and not paying attention. And the TV on and Eddie Murphy delirious. I'm like, we ain't got no library, no study, no office. <laughs> everything said I heard everything. I'm like, oh, dang. But I bring this up because they stayed together no matter what they went through. And I trip out when I see cats get divorced. You know, I'm at the divorce age now. 48? Oh, shit. My two best friends divorced. <laughs> and uh, my other one, he ain't, he ain't going to ever get divorced. And me, I ain't getting divorced. My wife might leave me, but I ain't getting divorced. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Jada then. I'm Jada Pinkett, baby. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't getting the boy. I'm here for the itty bitties now. All right. So the funniest thing is I've seen cats get caught up and they cheat on someone they don't want to lose, end up being in them streets with something they don't want to keep. <laughs> Yay. Ain't it funny? Instagram, you like, golly, that curly site. I don't know what it's called. Curly hairs, all them curly. Anytime they say curly, I'll be like, oh, I'll be like, oh. Don't do it to me, Zuckerberg. <laughs> My finger be moving slow. I'm like, Zuckerberg, don't do it. <laughs> he know it, too. My wife know. I'm like, baby, golly. Like, but are you serious? Like, for real? Like, that's, that's, that's boo-boo? That's, that, that's future? That's wifey? No. So, don't get caught up. Like, keep, keep the finger moving, fool. Because that ain't what I want to keep. And my wife is not what I want to lose. So that's the only thing. Ain't no other reason. 
Trust me, she fine. <laughs> it ain't no, no, no. But don't cheat on someone you don't want to lose with someone you don't want to keep. It's crazy. Remind yourself, remind others. It's okay to look at it like, oh, dang. Okay. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> my daddy was the king of looking. My daddy, he, he trained me. I was like, daddy, we go in the mall. He'd be like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I like that jersey. How much is it? Oh, that's too much, boy. Daddy, the jersey over here, that's sucker. <laughs> My daddy was in this. My daddy head. He was young. He was 33. My daddy 33. Well, I'm eight or something. It is what it is. So make sure y'all remind everybody out there. Don't cheat on someone you don't want to lose with someone you don't want to keep. That's dope right there. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.